Get ready for the tastiest breakfast under the sun. Jimmy Dean Casserole Bites. All the homemade flavors of a breakfast casserole packed into a poppable bite. You know something else? They taste good. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another regular season edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata, and then also you could follow the podcast on Twitter at the Dis. and this is going to be a preview episode here at the Houdat Discussion, as the Saints will travel to Detroit to face the Lions at Ford Field here, and again, I feel like this game for the Saints, it's going to be a big one, and to me it's a must win here earlier in the season, because you have two one and teams playing each other, one will move to two and two, which is 500, a little more positive, and then one will move to one and three, which again, if the Saints would be one and three through the first four games with this schedule, it's a lot of worrying here. And then I don't know if you're on full on panic mode, but you're very, very close because this team is supposed to be a Super Bowl favorite. Starting one and three would not be ideal at all. I mean, two and two isn't the best as well, but again, you can kind of at least play with that and you could definitely get better. And, you know, you could, you're still fine if you're two and two. If you're one and three, you're falling into places where, again, it's going to be very difficult to get the bye. It's going to be even difficult to make the playoffs. You're going to have to go on a major run here. At 2-2, two and two, you're feeling a lot better about yourself, and especially with the Saints playing a team in the Lions that really, to me, is rebuilding a little bit. They're retooling, and again, they really haven't been able to put really much together with a solid quarterback in Matthew Stafford. So the Saints have to come here, and they have to take care of business. This is going to be a huge game, so we're just going to jump right into the notes, then we'll get to our intriguing matchups, and then we'll finish off with our group-by-group preview here. So starting off here with the ESPN matchup predictor, and then also what Vegas is saying. So ESPN's FPI matchup predictor says the Saints have a 66% chance to win, and then they're also favored by four points according to Vegas here. So again, being four-point road favorites is very, very good. Having a 66% chance to win according to FPI on the road is very, very good. So I feel like right now, I mean, again, Vegas, the betting people, the predictors, the analytics people, they're thinking the Saints should win this game. And again, I think that's something that the Saints should definitely win this game. I mean, they obviously have better talent than the Lions. They haven't been playing like it, but they should have better talent. And you're hoping that this is the game where it all comes together here. Because again, I mean, the Lions, look, they beat a good Cardinals team last week. And I know they lost the first two games of the season and then one to the Bears, which was kind of, I mean, a game that they probably should have and, and they didn't have. So again, one and two, you know, you can be one and two, but you should be two and one. That's kind of, to me, what this Lions team looks like right now. They've played very hard, but again, you have these bad losses, especially those first two weeks of the season. I mean, it looked like they were kind of just like, I mean, sometimes you tap out, not like you tap out this early in the season, but it's just like we're losing close games again. They've always lost close games or lost, I really should say, close games. So again, that's something that it looked pretty bleak in those first two games for the Lions. Then they come up in a really big win last week 26 to 23 and really that game against the Cardinals I think the Cardinals were the better team but look they had three turnovers Arizona did and the time of possession was controlled by the Lions and that's how you're going to win games here especially against teams 
that your talent may not be at the same level as, and that's really what Detroit was able to do in this game, or last week's game, I should say. And again, they were able to kind of gut out a win by three points. And to me, they're going to have to do a lot of those same things against the Saints. They're going to have to win time of possession. They're going to have to win the turnover battle. They're probably going to have to win the penalty battle. And if the Saints continue their penalty woes, that may not be that hard. And they're going to have to overcome some a talent gap, in my opinion. Now, I think they could do that. I think we saw the Raiders do that against the Saints because the Saints just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And the Saints did it last week against a pretty even team against the Packers. Again, it's going to be, to me, if the Saints play a clean game, this should be an easy win for them. But you can't say that they're going to play a clean game. And honestly, I'm not going to predict them to play a clean game in this one. I mean, do you think they're going to flip the switch after a game these two last two games? I'm not 100% sure about that. But the Saints probably going to have to gut this one out. And look, you're hoping that you can at least start to solve some of these issues here. And then the Saints have a ton of talent, so you're hoping that kind of propels you to a victory here. But that's kind of where these two teams are at synopsis-wise. I mean, you go into some team stats. The Saints' offense here is 20th in yards, but 8th in points. So, again, not piling up a ton of yards, but they're getting points. I mean, your top 10 points, which is very good. The Lions are 21 in both. So right now the Lions are a bottom 10 offense, or at least almost a bottom, bottom 11 offense. So again, that's something that the Saints could definitely take advantage of. Now I think their skill position group is pretty solid, especially their wide receiver room. You have Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola. But again, beyond that, you have right now Adrian Peterson running the running the ball for them, who just seems like the, for, the forever young player. Now he's starting against like Frank Gore because he's just been kind of moving around teams after that long stay with the Vikings, and he's been producing, but again, he's not obviously a top running back. You must obviously rather have Alvin Kamara. So that's kind of where the Lions offense is. And moving over to the defenses, the Saints are 10th in yards allowed, which isn't that bad, and then points are 27th. So again, they're not giving up a ton of yards, but they're giving up a lot of points. And that's something that, again, you're not really used to seeing. It's usually the opposite way around for these Saints defenses. And again, being 27th in points, it's going to be tough to win games like that. They're going to have to get better. The Lions defense isn't much better, and it's not better at all, really. They're 26th in yards allowed, and then they're 26th in points. So, again, I think the Saints defense is better than the Lions defense. I think the Lions defense has a lot of holes, and I think the Saints could definitely take advantage of them. They're just going to have to really kind of bear down and um, isolate some mashups that I think could be really good for their team. So uh, that's really what it is for our notes. So moving over to our intriguing matchups here, And the first one I want to highlight, because it seems like it's been an issue for the Saints this whole season, or at least during this last two losses, is their defense against tight ends. And that's really the matchup we're going to look at. We're going to look at the Saints defense and the Saints secondary against the Lions tight end group, specifically TJ Hawkinson. And Hawkinson has been pretty good this season. He has 13 catches, 171 yards, and a touchdown through three games. That is not too shabby. I mean, he did score a touchdown in week one, and he's put up over 50 yards every week. So with the Saints' struggles against tight ends, I think the Lions will definitely try to lean on him. And, I mean, looking at these stats for the Saints' defense here, against Green Bay last week, 9 catches, 104 yards, 2 touchdowns. Against Oakland, 14 catches, 139 yards, and 2 touchdowns. I mean, that's just unacceptable. And, again, I really think that the Lions are going to go after this Saints secondary with Hawkinson. And we're going to see if the Saints change something. Did they make an adjustment? Are they going to do better against tight ends? Are they just not going to allow tight ends to beat them? And that's going to be something that's really big. And with the Lions' really solid wide receiving core here, adding Hawkinson, him having a really big game would be detrimental to the Saints. It would be a 
big gut punch. So they're going to obviously have to fix that. And I think they could. I mean, you're looking at the really the real ways that the Saints have really faltered, and it's been in that play action. And that's something that is disciplined. That's something that could be fixed. And that's just, Saints are going to have to communicate better. And I thought coming into the season with Malcolm Jenkins and being a veteran defense, they'd be able to communicate fine, and they just haven't been. And when you're losing guys in the play action, if you're not diagnosing correctly, I mean, that's all... Obviously, it's on the players too, but it's coaching too. I mean, the coaching's got to say, okay, guys, we got to be able to diagnose a play action when it's happening. And the Saints just flat out haven't this year. And the Lions are going to try to definitely use this play action to to their advantage. And it may not just be the tight ends. It could be two wide receivers as well. I mean, they have a lot of deep ball receivers, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. I mean, these are guys that they're going to try to take advantage here with the Saints and uh, against the Saints, I really should say. And they're going to really, I think, feed it to them. Because if we see the struggles with the Saints here uh, last week and the week before here and this week, it's going to be a long day. And there are going to be a lot of big plays. And if there are tight ends running open down the field, that's just something you can't see. And I do think that the Saints could fix this. You have a very good kind of coverage safeties. You have good coverage linebackers. You have Demario Davis. You have Malcolm Jenkins, who in coverage hasn't been the best. But I think he's gotten better each week. So I'm hoping a big week from him. And then you're hoping Marcus Williams steps up because it seems like he hasn't completely found his footing yet. So I'd really want him to do that. And then C.J. Garner-Johnson, who's good against tight ends as well, or supposed to be good against tight ends, and he's played well this season. So again, I think the Saints definitely have the formula to kind of combat tight ends in the play action. They just got to put it in action. And it's about adjustments. It's about diagnosing certain plays. And I think that they'll be able to do that here in this first intriguing matchup. And I'm hoping that this tight end woes here is just behind us. Because in 2017, like, this team kind of feels like 2017 a little bit. The first kind of, and there are two losses, two losses in a row, 2017 had two losses in a row as well. There wasn't really a full identity. I mean, the defense wasn't playing well. They were getting beat by tight ends a lot. So a lot of similarities there. You're hoping that the Saints can now rattle off a lot of wins in a row. But again, you're going to have to find here um, some solutions here. And I think that they could. I mean, this could be a week where I think the Lions game plan is going to be predicated on trying to attack the Saints with play action, trying to get the ball to tight ends, the deep passes, and we're going to see if the Saints could really figure it out here. I think, look, the Saints may not be without um, some big players. They may be without, excuse me, some big players. Marshawn Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins. You have Lattimore who didn't practice on Thursday. You have Jenkins who is limited in practice. So again, you're hoping that the Saints have the personnel to do it, But I think to stopping tight ends, they definitely do. Now going to the outside, that's going to be another kind of conversation we talked about later. But again, this Saints defense has to fix these woes here, especially in the play action. So that's a big area that I wanted to target. Our second intriguing matchup is going to be Alvin Kamara versus the Lions linebackers and specifically Jamie Collins. Because Jamie Collins, the Saints were close to signing him, or at least they were targeting him in the offseason. And now he moves to the Lions and he's been really good. I mean, according to PFF, he is the fourth rated linebacker in the whole NFL. So he's been very, very good. I mean, be, besides him, I think the Saints could definitely find some matchups that they could put Alvin Kamara in to win them. I don't, I don't know if the Lions will allow those matchups to happen, though. And I think this will be a very big matchup, especially out of the backfield. We all know how good Alvin Kamara has been this season out of the backfield. He's been able to make plays. He's been able to do a lot of great things for the Saints. And really, in some time, and sometimes he's just the whole Saints offense. So really, I expect the Lions, especially this Lions 
linebacking corps to really key in on him. And it's going to be interesting to see if the Lions go on a one-on-one matchup with Jamie Collins. Are they going to kind of make Collins follow him? It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And that's something that I am very interested to kind of see because you're looking at Collins right now. His coverage grade has been outstanding, 86.6. So are they going to put him in coverage against Kamara? I want to see that matchup. And if Kamara is able to win that one-on-one matchup, there's going to have to be a lot of in-game adjusting for the Lions. And if Collins could really eliminate Kamara in the one-on-one coverage, the Saints are going to have to find some other production. Looks like Jared Cook is not going to play in this game. You're hoping Michael Thomas does. And if he does, I think the Saints will be just fine. So again, it's going to be very, very interesting to see that matchup. But I thought that was a good one. And then finally, our last matchup is going to be the Saints pass rush here against a Lions offensive line that actually has been really good here to start the season. Or pretty, I mean, solid. I mean, an offensive line that right now is 12th in pass blocking, according to PFF, and 8th in run blocking. And look, you have Matthew Stafford has time to throw. I mean, you're looking at the running backs and an old Adrian Peterson. They're opening up holes for him. And the Saints... I mean, maybe when looking at this game in the beginning of the season, you're like, okay, the Saints should be able to control this at the line of scrimmage. But right now, the Saints obviously are not playing good on the pass rush on the defensive line. And again, this is going to be a bit of a challenge for them to really get going in this game. And I think it all starts with Cameron Jordan. And I I think that he talked about this week about he has to win even if it's in double teams. And look, he is being put in double teams like it's 32% of the time. I think that's what Nick Underhill said of NOLA.football. So again, but he hasn't been able to win on those plays. And looking at last year, I think it was 25% of the time that he was in double teams and he was able to win at a pretty good rate. So this year, he's not winning at that same rate in double teams and you're not seeing the sacks. You're not seeing the pressures or at least the consistent amount of pressures here in this one. And right now, he's got to get going. He's got to get on the board here. And again, I feel like he has a good chance to do it this week. You're hoping that him, and then you're hoping Marcus Davenport's back, which he did not practice on Thursday because of another injury for him. It was a toe injury, and it looked like he was kind of healed from his first injury, and then he adds his toe injury. He's going to probably be questionable going into this game. It's just, I mean, with Davenport right now, I mean, you see why the Saints want to sign Clowney, or wanted to sign Clowney, because right now, I mean, Davenport just looks like he's getting injured too much and too often. So the Saints are obviously going to have to look at that. But if he's in the lineup, I think that's a huge step for the Saints because you're going to see that that double team number go down because you're going to probably see Davenport win on those one-on-one matchups. And I think right now, just having Davenport in the lineup, just rushing, even if it's only for a set amount of plays, only if it's for on third down, I think it would be a big help because, again, having an established player, a good player opposite Cameron Jordan is something that's really imperative to the Saints' success And really, Trey Hendrickson, as much as I think he's played well in his one-on-one matchups, he's really only getting just one-on-ones. So obviously, he's going to get a few sacks because they're only just defending him with one tackle. And they're not really giving him any other help. So he's got to be able to win more at the same rate that Davenport wins. Or you're going to have to see Cameron Jordan step up and really play like elite level. But we just haven't seen that yet. Again, there is a lot of questions here across really the Saints defensive line and hopefully even with Davenport that can open up inside because you're seeing Sheldon Rankins getting double teamed a lot too because right now you don't you don't have anyone opposite Cameron Jordan that's really any like that's a great player so again you can really double on the inside as well I mean especially because like if you have to help Davenport too 
that means you're going to see Rankins get more one-on-one matchups. Like, again, it really having Davenport in there helps everybody. So that's going to be something to definitely look forward to or look at here to see if Davenport can play in this one. And right now, I think you see the Saints secondary struggling a lot. And I think that really, really is affected the pass rush here to start off the season. Because we knew the pass rush, especially without Marcus Davenport, was going to kind of have to lean on that secondary to hold a little longer. And they have it. And I, and I think that's kind of the same. Like the secondary is used of the pass rush getting there quicker. And they are used to holding for only a certain amount of time. Now this year, it just hasn't been the same. The pass rush really hasn't got there as quickly as it usually does. So again, I think that right now, it's going to be interesting to see how they play this week. Hopefully both sides can clamp up a little bit here and be able to win some big matchups to get this win. But it's going to be very interesting to see how these groups play, especially the Saints pass rush, because I think if the Saints pass rush can get there quicker, it will help the back end a lot more, help communication issues, because you don't have to hold for as long. You don't have to communicate for as long, and that's going to really help them. If the pass rush can't get there, the secondary is going to have to take a huge leap forward here. And if they can't do that, again, you're definitely going to see trouble here on this defense once again. And I definitely wanted to highlight here the defense and their intriguing matchups, because if the secondary can play a little better, if the pass rush can play a little better, I think you could see a lot more success here from the Saints defense. So before we get into our group by group preview, here's a word from our sponsors over at My Bookie. Winning season returns at My Bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At My Bookie, Winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Rejoice! The NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, which is designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. And just one more thing, OVERTIME is going all in for our listeners. We are giving away $500 in cold hard cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. When you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. That's overtime at advertisecast.com. $500 in cold, hard cash given away at the end of September. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Welcome back into the Hoodat discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group preview here for the Saints vs. Lions game here. Starting off with the quarterbacks, as we always do, Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford, and I'm going to go with Drew Brees in this one. I'm just feeling a big game by Drew Brees. I think he's gotten better and better each week. I know there are a lot of naysayers out there, and again, say what you want about him, but I'm going to stick with him just because I feel like he's getting better. I feel like last week was a big step forward for him. I don't think he played bad last week. I thought he played good last week. I think he played like a top 10 QB. Did he play like a top five QB? No, because he was just not hitting those big throws. He's just not pulling the trigger for whatever reason. And I think that's something that we definitely have to look at here in this week. 
I think the Saints are going to draw up a big play and they're just going to say, Drew, you got to throw it. And I think that the Saints probably will do that just to gain confidence. Because honestly, I don't know if it's Breeze just thinking like he can't throw the ball downfield or if he doesn't trust the receiver to get the ball, especially without Michael Thomas and like your best receiver being a new player. And this week, you're not going to have Jared Cook. Again, I can kind of see where Breeze is coming from at that respect. I don't know if that's the problem, though. I'm just not 100% sure here. But I think, look, the Saints scored 30 points last night. They probably could have scored more here if the defense played a little better. And I think overall, you kind of put those struggles on two plays. Both weren't Breeze's fault. So, again, that's just kind of my opinion on it. I think that, look, he's getting the Saints down the field. Yeah. Is he checking down a lot? Yes. Is he not throwing the ball down the field? Yes. But I feel like the Saints right now, as they're constructed, you have Alvin Kamara, who's one of the best players in yards after catch. You have Michael Thomas, who's really good in that intermediate range. I think the Saints are set up for Brees to throw short passes. And if you're getting down the field, you're scoring 30 points a game, you'll take that. And that's something that I think the Saints right now are going into this game thinking if they can get 30 points, they're probably going to win this game. So I think right now, Brees, I'll take him over Stafford. Stafford hasn't played bad. It's kind of just like normal Stafford this season, which is kind of interesting because when you look at what he's been able to do, it's kind of just kind of his normal season. He's been able to throw the ball deep, but he's been inefficient. He takes chances, but he just really hasn't been accurate here in the start of this season, which is definitely something to look at here for this upcoming game. He has thrown five touchdowns and he has thrown over 800 yards, like he's top 10 in yards. Right now, the completion percentage only at 62.3, which is not very high. I mean, QBR is 60.7, passer rating is 93.7. So I think right now when you're looking at Stafford, he's been able to push the ball downfield, not always efficiently, but he's been able to throw the ball downfield to these big player receivers. I think overall, he's been just kind of, has he always been like hovering around that like above average area? Because that's what I think he is. He's an above average quarterback. And yes, he's been able to make plays, especially against the Saints. I mean, I feel like every time he plays the Saints, he has a big game. So we're hoping that's not the case here. But right now, I'm going to take Breeze. I think he's going to have a big day. That's just my opinion. You're looking at the Lions secondary, which is just, to me, bottom five in the league. I think the Saints will pick that apart. I think Michael Thomas will play in this one. And I think that's going to help the Saints, especially with getting one-on-one matchups with Alvin Kamara. They're going to get one on more one-on-one matchups, excuse me, there with Michael Thomas. I don't think there's anybody on the Lions defense right now that can defend Michael Thomas one-on-one. And right now... It's either defend Michael Thomas with the double, defend Alvin Kamara with the double. And again, that's going to be very difficult to choose which player to double. And again, if the Saints, let's say they double uh, Michael Thomas and they're able to cover Kamara single, then you still have Emmanuel Sanders. You still have guys like Traquan Smith. You have Adam Troutman, even if Cook doesn't play. Like, I really think with everybody healthy here with this skill position group, I think the Saints are really set up for a big game here, excuse me. And I think that they're going to have more than 30 points in this one, so... That's just my opinion there. Moving over to the skill position group here. I think that if Michael Thomas plays, the Saints do have an advantage. I think if he doesn't play, it's a push. Because right now, when looking at what the Lions are offering here at the skill position group, their wide receiving group is really good. You got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., Danny Amandola. Then you add Marvin Hall, Quintez Cephas as well. I think that right now, that's a pretty good group. And you look at their running backs, I mean, it's just you have a lot of average running backs. Adrian Peterson at this point in his age is definitely more of just like a bruiser, not very athletic. But look, between those tackles, between the guards, he's going to really try to be physical and get some tough yardage for them. Carrion Johnson, I think, is a guy that can also do the same. And DeAndre Swift, who's going to catch the ball out of the backfield, do a lot of good things for them. So that's definitely something to look at there. 
And then TJ Hawkinson, we've talked about him already. You add Jesse James to that as well. I think that they have a pretty good group there as well. You had Hunter Bryant, who is a tight end, their third tight end, who is a rookie this year. So again, I think that they have a solid group. I think you don't have any like 100% like top five players in their position, but I think Kenny Galladay is a top 10 receiver. You have Marvin Jones, who is a solid two receiver. Danny Amendola is a good slot receiver. Looking at their running backs, a lot of depth. I mean, to me, they're all average players, but you have a lot of depth. The Saints, they have a lot of star power. Like you have Kamara, you have Thomas, and then you're going to have guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith. Like I, th- I think the Saints are deep too. And I think right now with Cook being out, if you don't have Thomas, so you take out one of your big superstars, I would say it's about equal. If the Saints have two superstars in there, this Lions group just doesn't match here. So I'm going to go with the Saints if Thomas plays, a push if Thomas doesn't play. So that's really the case there. Moving over to the offensive line, I'm going to go with a push. I think both of these offensive lines are good. I think they're very solid. I think they've been playing good. I think with the Saints, the one thing to look out for is Andrews Pete probably will not play in this game. So that means Nick Easton's going to have to step up. Cesar Ruiz is going to have to step up. And I think they will. And I think they've when they've played together, they've looked good. So that's obviously some good news here for the Saints. And with Pete's injury, he wasn't put on injured reserve. So that's also good news for the Saints. So again, I think right now, when looking at the offensive lines, I think the Saints is top 10. I also think the Lions have been playing really good too. You right now have Taylor Decker, who's playing outstanding. He's playing like a top 10 tackle right now. Terrell Crosby has also played well. So right now, I do kind of compare this Lions group to the Saints group, like good tackles. And on the inside, they've been a little shaky, but you have a really good center in Frank Ragnow. I think with the Saints right now, with Eric McCoy, he's playing like in Pro Bowl center. He's playing very, very good ball right now. So like really solid elite centers. And then your guards, I think the Saints, it may be a little kind of questionable, a little fishy with you have Nick Easton, who's kind of, I think he's at the starter level, but he was a backup last year for the Saints. And then Cesar Ruiz, who's a rookie. But again, I think that the Saints are pretty solid inside. And then looking at the Lions, you have Ode Abushi, who's kind of, to me, like a solid player. And that's just, I think, that right now when you're looking at the Lions in the interior, I think they're just like average players, I call them. And look, they're not doing anything outstanding, but they're not like killing you also. So that's kind of what it is with Obushi. And I think the same with Vitae. I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name, but I think Vitae right now, he is also an average player. And I think coming in, look, the Saints could take advantage of them, especially on the inside. I think they have a better chance with Rankins on the inside, with Onyamata on the inside, with trying to get pressure up the middle than maybe they do with the tackles. But I think overall, both groups are very, very solid. And I think both have been strengths here early on for both teams. So moving over to the defense here with the defensive line. And both defensive lines just haven't been good early this season. I think the Saints have begun in the rushing defense realm here, which the Lions haven't been. But again, I think right now both teams haven't been able to get pressure. Really the only player for the Lions right now that has been solid, like really good, has been Trey Flowers who has definitely had a good season so far, but everyone else has either been like average, like Danny Shelton, Nick Williams, and Deshaun Hand haven't really played well this season. So I think right now, both are just playing poor right now. I think the Saints, you have Cameron Jordan, who really hasn't played up to his billing this year. And then really besides him, you haven't seen much. I mean, you do have Trey Hendrickson, who's been good, but he's only getting one-on-ones. And I feel like 
with with that situation, he should have more sacks than he should than he actually does. Excuse me, there. I think that if you put Marcus Davenport in that same situation, he definitely would have more than two sacks right now. And I think if Davenport comes back in here, I think the Saints have a real edge. If he doesn't, I think it's really going to be a push right now with both defensive lines just not playing well in this one. It's very possible that that happens. I think that if you want to look at these last two weeks, I think it's a push, but the Saints have just so much more talent, and that's what just makes it so frustrating because the interior for the Saints, that should easily be a win for them, and then on the edges, uh, still you have Cameron Jordan and, let's say, Trey Hendrickson, who isn't playing awful. I mean, it should still, with Cameron Jordan playing at his normal level, you should still be able to generate some pressure, but he's just not playing at that level, so I think hopefully... He gets a little better. He improves. Then you have Marcus Davenport at back, excuse me, there, and he improves. So I think all of that put put together, the Saints could improve here with the defensive line. But again, I'm not 100% sure that they will. So that's just kind of the case there. Moving over to the linebackers here in this one, and I'm going to go with a push. I think that you have Jamie Collins, who has played really well to start off this season. I mean, he's the fourth best linebacker in the league. But then the Saints have Demario Davis, who, look, PFF doesn't rank him high. But I rank him high because I think he's played really good in this one. I don't know what PFF kind of says about their stat with him, but I'm, I'm watching every game. I'm looking. He passes my eye test. I think he looks really good, especially against the run. He's done good in coverage. I mean, I don't know much more you can ask for him because I think he's just been outstanding. And Anzalone, who does have a high PFF grade, I think he's been average. I mean, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been awful either. He hasn't made a ton of just really great plays, but he hasn't made any really bad plays. So I think he's more of average, and I think you can say that with the Lions here backups. I mean, you have Gerard Davis, not backups, but other starters besides their big star. Excuse me there. So, I mean, they have Gerard Davis, Christian Jones. Again, they've been kind of average here, maybe a little below average, and the Saints really only play two linebackers because they play a ton of nickel. So right now, that's kind of the case. I think it's like you have one star linebacker, and then you kind of have average behind both. So that's just what I think with both teams there. And then the secondary, as bad as the same secondary is played, I think it's better than the Lions. And I think the Lions definitely have a bottom five secondary, and I think the Saints will take advantage of it. Right now you have Desmond Trufant, who, again, I don't think that he's going to be stopping Michael Thomas. He didn't with his time with the Falcons. I don't see him doing that there. You have Jeff Okuda, who their big first-round pick rookie, he's played horrendous this year. There's really no other way to say it. He's been very up and down, but he's made a lot of negative plays for them. And then their other cornerback, Amani Umun Iurare, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, definitely excuse me there. I mean, there are a few players on this Lions team that have definitely tough names to pronounce. But, I mean, this group overall has been just not very good. I think they got they completely got destroyed by Aaron Rodgers. Mitchell Trubisky still put up 27 points on them, which definitely shouldn't happen if you're facing that Bears team. I mean, so right now, and then last week, they were able to do a good job but I think that also had to do with the Cardinals just shooting themselves in the foot. So if the Saints don't do that to just, like, the huge extent that they have been these last few games, I think they'll be just fine. With the Saints secondary, they've been the ones that have just made the careless mistakes, the ones that just, like, the penalties that are just, again, they're head-scratching, to say the least. And I think if they just clean it up a little bit, they should just be a lot better. I, I do want to talk about, before we sign off for this episode, right now you have Marshawn Lattimore injured it looks like and if he doesn't play this game again you have Janoris Jenkins you're hoping does play this game he's been limited in the last two practices but you're hoping that he plays so then you're probably gonna have Patrick Robinson or PJ Williams there as your second corner 
that's definitely something to look at. A big matchup in this one. Again, it's definitely going to be interesting. We're hoping Lattimore can go here in this one. And again, I think that this would be a good matchup for him if he faced Kenny Galladay. Because Lattimore has been a player that's played down to his competition, but he's played up to his competition as well. And I think Kenny Galladay, who's a top 10 receiver, I think would be a really... Like, if he had a big game here and a, and a solid game, it would be very big for kind of his morale and stuff. So I think that could be very big there if he plays. And, I mean, if he doesn't, again, I, I think the Saints are definitely going to have their hands full. I think Janoris Jenkins, I think you're comfortable with him defending one of these guys. Because I think he's played, besides penalties, he's played a very good start of the season here. But, I mean, right now, besides those two guys, I am definitely a little nervous to see... Patrick Robinson out there here for the Saints, but we'll see what happens. And again, really right now, the Saints' two biggest question marks coming into the season was defensive line depth and cornerback depth, especially for the defense. So again, having these two kind of positions, a few injuries, and now this depth is tested, it's going to be interesting to see how it all goes down. But I think right now, if the Saints are healthy, full going in, I'll go with the Saints. The Saints don't have Lattimore. I think it's going to be a push, and it may be a big day for both offenses Special teams and coaching, again, I think the Saints should win this one. I mean, right now, Matt, Patricia, excuse me, there for the head coach for the Lions, again, he hasn't really looked that good after he was kind of touted as, you know, that Bill Belichick defensive coordinator. He should be really good. Just hasn't really been the case. And again, Sean Payton, I'm expecting Sean Payton, Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, I'm expecting them to turn it around here and very, very soon. So I think that right now the coaching will be very strong for the Saints this week. I'm expecting a big bounce back week in that realm. And I think for special teams, right now, I think Lutz and Prater are about equal. But I think the Saints do have the better punter, Thomas Morissette, instead of Jack Fox. And then right now, with their kick return, punt returner, right now the Lions are looking at Jamal Agnew as the returner. I'll take Deontay Harris all day in that realm. They also have Danny Amendola. So I'm going to take the Saints here with special teams and coaching. Overall, I think it will be a close game. But I do think the Saints will win this one. Probably 33-27 is what I have now. I think maybe it'll be 35-28, something like that. And I think the Saints will win. It'll be close. But I think the Saints, their talent is just too good to lose three games in a row. And that's just my my uh, my feeling in this one. And again, against the uh, Lions team where definitely the talent is subpar. I don't see the Saints losing two games like that. Like they lost to the Raiders with their talent subpar. And now they're going up against the Lions who also have their talent subpar. I don't see them losing back-to-back games like that. And um, again, that's just what I think there. So I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Hoodat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media accounts. So on Twitter, you can follow us at the Hoodat Dis. Me personally on Twitter, you can follow me at Andrew Colada. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Hoodat Discussion. And finally, you can listen to the Hoodat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are on all of those sites. Overall, we're just hoping for the Saints to bounce back in this one. Hopefully, they have just a nice win. They play at the one o'clock slot. We're not playing prime time. Not all the eyes are on us. Hopefully, that just helps this team here. And um, like, there's not a lot of pressure for this one. Just go out, get the win, and move back to two and two. Because I think if you move to one and three, that pressure is very much on you. And it probably is now too, because I think this is a must win for the Saints, especially against a team where they just have a lot more talent. So you're hoping the Saints could go into Detroit, come out with a victory, and then kind of use that as now a trampoline into the next game and build some momentum here. So hopefully that will be the case there. 
But that's all I have for you guys. So I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Run it back. And who dat?